Going Linux, episode 272, Listener Feedback. Welcome to the Going Linux podcast. I'm your host, Larry Bushy. And I'm your co-host, Bill. Whether you're new to Linux, upgrading from Windows to Linux, or just thinking about moving to Linux, this podcast will provide you with valuable information and advice that will help you in Going Linux. We hope that you'll find this and all of our episodes helpful in learning about Linux and its applications and using them to get things done. In today's episode, listener feedback. If you want to send us feedback, our email is goinglinks at gmail.com and our voicemail number is 1-904-468-7889. Well, Bill, uh, here we are again with a listener feedback. We don't have a lot this time, but that's okay. We'll get through it and uh, we will answer everyone's questions or do our best at it at least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can try. Yeah, sometimes we don't have the answers, but... We've got a great bunch of listeners who actually know a lot more about this than we do. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, you notice I don't have a cold. It's done. Yeah, yeah. That you sound a lot better than you have in yeah. the past couple of episodes. That I hung on for a long time too. Yeah, I feel better. Yeah, thank goodness. Good. I I'd never get rid of that thing. It's what we well, call the South Carolina crud. Well, you're sounding healthy now and just in time for spring. That's good. <laughs> yeah, then I can get sick again with all this pollen, so, you know. Ah, anyway. uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it never ends. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, shall we get into our episode? Yeah, yeah. Let's get into our episode. Okay. First up, we have a voicemail, uh, and although he doesn't say who he is on the voicemail, it's from Len. We know that. Here it is. Hello, Larry. I was just uh, looking at your Facebook page, and I noticed that there hasn't been any updates to it since September 22nd, 2012. I was just kind of curious uh, if you've dropped Facebook as a method of communication. Um, if so, let me know. Uh, thanks. Bye. Okay, and uh, thanks for that, Len. Uh, and he followed up in a Google chat just <laughs> a few minutes ago, as a matter of fact, and he said, I think that Facebook is one more resource for publicizing the podcast and connecting people who might need help. I guess it really depends on how many followers you have, whether or not it's going to be useful. And I just went for the first time in probably a couple of years onto our Facebook profile, <laughs> Bill. And we have uh, how many friend requests? Let's see here. Does it count them? Uh, 23 friend requests that we haven't <laughs> processed in the last two years. So for those of you trying to get a hold of us on Facebook, uh, we're, we apologize. Um, but we're probably not going to be doing too much on Facebook. No. What do you think? Should I, uh, process these 23 friend requests or do you think folks have, uh, have given up? I think they've pretty much given up. They probably come over to Google Plus. <laughs> yes. Well, and that's where we spend our time. So yeah, I, I would just say, you know, Facebook. I have Facebook, and I only keep it because my wife's relatives are on it, and mm -hmm. I log on about once a week. Say, hey, yes, we're live. Have a nice day. Click, and I close it back out. I I don't post anything on Facebook uh, or anything like that. If I need to post something, I can post it on Google Plus, and. They can find it, or they can't, or they don't find it, whatever. But I just, I just don't like Facebook. Yeah, uh, and looking at some of the posts that have ended up on the 
on the wall here. Uh, it's not as family friendly as the <laughs> other stuff that we can moderate. And uh, just to give you an idea of how old this is, there's discussion about Linux Basement uh, podcast on here. So, <clears throat> okay, I'm closing that tab, and we'll come back to it a couple years from now. And see what's going on. Okay. Our next uh, email comes from Martin Wimpress, and he wrote on Google Plus. He says, "I am a longtime listener of Going Linux." and elite developer of Ubuntu Mate. Consequently, I very much enjoyed Bill's review. Really, Bill, I was smiling ear to ear of Ubuntu Mate and Larry's positive remarks in the summary. If you ever like to know more about the project and why Mate is so very fast, I'm also an upstream Mate developer compared to GNOME 2. I'd be more than happy to chat with you both. Thanks for giving the project some exposure. I really appreciate it. Uh, I still like it. Still running great. So, Martin, you're doing a great job. <laughs> no, that's great. Yep, yep. We couldn't say enough good things about it, and uh, we're not even going to try. But thanks, you know, <laughs> Martin. I haven't had any problems out of it. It's still running. No, that's great. Still running beautifully. I've never had to do anything. I mean, it's run better than Ubuntu. I don't know how you did it, Martin. Did you? Yeah. You must. I think he's got some like. A bunch of developers he beats with a bat and says, no bugs, no bugs. <laughs> well, you know, um, I really liked GNOME 2 when it was uh, popular, and I like Mate now, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, or, you're, you're tempting me, guys. You're tempting me to switch from, from Mint. Yes, Mate. 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 I can call it Mate because, you know, this, I'm, Amer I'm a Southern American, and, you know, you know how we are. We mispronounce everything. Yeah, that's all right. Hey, it, it's you're pronouncing it the way it's spelled, and that's okay. All right, let's move on to our next email. It's from Plubius3. I don't think that's their given name. What do you think? <laughs> I yeah. hope not. Anyway. <laughs> Hi, Larry and Bill. I love the show. To disable keys in Linux, use XModMap. Here's a link to the tutorial, and we'll include that in the show notes, of course. And he says he in, he disabled the F1 key by adding xmodmap-e, and then in single quotes, key code 67 equals, close the single quotes. Uh, and he added that to his bash rc file. Hmm. Okay, so I'm sure that the tutorial will help you out if you're not able to follow that. And that little code snippet is probably not enough to get you started. But for Ambrose, who in episode 270 we mentioned was having problems with bumping keys accidentally, uh, this is probably going to help you out. So Ambrose, listen up. Plubius3 is uh, giving you a suggestion here. Not his given name. Not <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So let us know how that goes, Ambrose. Our next email comes from Roger, and he writes, Hi, Larry and Bill. Just listened with interest to Going Linux 269, and I don't understand the caveat about not burning boot repair to a DVD if you have Windows 8. What was the exact concern? I have used boot repair 64-bit from a DVD on my wife's Windows 8. Point one laptop successfully. Look forward to hear, hearing your reply. Hope that Bill's call clears up quickly. Cheers, Roger. 
Uh, it's called the cold scone, Roger, but, um, Microsoft recommends that once you have a clean system, you burn the backup DVD just so if something, uh, does, uh, trash your restore partitions, you have a pristine copy. So that's basically the caveat. When I do a, uh, Windows machine, uh, for somebody, I always, or, or when you you know, start up the first time and it prompts you to make the repair discs, I always do it, and it always comes in handy. So, um, yeah, and I think we found that caveat in the documentation on boot repair. They made that recommendation on their website that you uh, be careful burning it to a DVD or don't use it burning it to a DVD. Whatever the caveat actually was, I don't exactly remember the wording but um, I think it's a Windows thing more than anything else so if you're not using Windows no big deal uh, if you are using Windows use a thumb drive rather than a DVD for using boot repair all right so our next email is from Martin and he says hi Bill Larry I've just discovered your podcast, and I love it. So inspiring that as I write this, Mint 17.1 is installing on my other PC. I'm taking a leaf out of Bill's book and will run with this for a year. Well, okay. <laughs> that, didn't, that didn't work so well for you with uh, Susan. Wait a minute. Bill. No, I still, I'm but, still running Susan. Oh, I thought uh, you took it uh, off. I have three computers. Oh, okay. All right. Well, uh, good. Susan's still running. Uh, I just don't touch yeah. it very much. Ah, okay. Ah. So using it and running it are two different things. Then. Busted. All right. So Martin continues. Anyway, to business. I really found your latest shows on system recovery extremely useful and like the idea of test disk and photo rec and was wondering if you know of a distro that I can write to a DVD or USB drive that I can use to help recover systems. That includes facilities such as boot repair, test disk, and photo rec. Many thanks, Martin. P.S. Bill, my local police station has an old police box in the car park. Cool. <laughs> that's a Doctor Who reference. Uh, yes. That's all. Is it blue? He didn't say if it was blue or not. He didn't say it's if the, it was it's blue. It's the TARDIS sitting right there, and he didn't tell me. Golly. <laughs> all right. Well, um, TARDIS references aside. <laughs> uh, yeah, Martin, The um, what you want to use is something called system rescue cd and we'll have a link in the show notes and you can as it suggests put it onto cd dvd or a usb drive and use it it includes boot repair test disc and photo rec and uh, several other utilities as well our next email comes from greg and he writes larry and bill i seem to recall that one of you has an asus transformer i'm in the market for something like this so wanted to see if you would recommend one. Do Did you install Linux on it? What am I seeing now is loaded with Windows by default. Thanks, Greg. I don't. I have an Asus Republic of Gamers um, machine. And uh, I don't have a Transformer, but I do have an Asus. Uh, it, does, mm-hmm. it does install Linux okay. It doesn't like certain Linuxes. I don't know why. But all the Ubuntu seem to install okay. But uh, I would say it's not the most friendly Linux machine. But it, it does it does have uh, Mate 
uh, a bunch of mate on it. It does. I, I've run OpenSUSE on it, but it doesn't doesn't like Fedora, and it. Uh, but it does like uh, PC Linux OS, so it runs a lot of them. But some of the, for some reason, some some uh, of the um, the Linux distros it just doesn't like. I don't know if it's the video chipset or whatever, but it does most of them. So I'd say I don't know how the transform would work, uh, but that's the one I think you can flip over and make it a tablet. Yeah, I think that's the one. So probably running Ubuntu. And it's not, and I know it. If the touch drivers work on it, it would probably work just fine. Yeah, I, uh, I'm not the one who has used Asus, um, so I can't really comment on it. I've seen a lot of people with them though, and running Linux on them. So, um, generally speaking, they seem to be a pretty popular brand because I'm sure most of them are less expensive than some of the, uh, you know, the Dells and the HPs and so on out there. They're they're. Uh, uh, less expensive brand overall, more affordable for many people, and um, just to be careful, you get what you pay for. Well, the Republic of Gamers is the high-end version of that. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, they do make some cheaper lines, but the Republic uh, of Gamers are, are the gaming laptops, so they're, they usually have all the premium products like the, the latest Core i7 processors, latest you know, so you probably wouldn't want to use one of the latest uh, Republic Gamers Asus because they're always running with the cutting edge uh, hardware, and you might not find drivers for it right away. Right, right. Okay, so it sounds like Asus has a a pretty broad line. Yeah, they have a pretty broad line from cheap, cheap to expensive. But I tell you, if you want a a good line of quality. Um, Laptops and probably con, uh, convertibles uh, like the transformer type. Look at the Lenovo. They seem to be always real friendly with um, Linux because I had I had a Lenovo and it would run everything. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Lenovo's are great machines. I've uh, used them in business for a long time and uh, have a lot of respect for them. Think pads can stop a bullet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, our next email is a gone Linux story from Jason. Jason writes, Hi, I just discovered your podcast and I'm really enjoying what I'm hearing. I'm probably one of the very few hardcore blind computer enthusiasts out there. I like to jump right in and get started. I'm currently running Arch Linux with XFCE for those graphical applications that I just can't do without. I'm perfectly happy working straight from the console. I'm also very interested in computer security. I do my best to lock my systems down as much as I can. I'm also running with full disk encryption. Anyway, I just thought I'd write in to tell you that I really like what you're doing. Keep on going. Well, thanks, Jason. We appreciate your feedback. Now, that doesn't that say something about me? you got a, a hardcore blind user who can install and run Arch Linux, and I can't get Arch Linux to install on my machine. I have no luck with Arch. <laughs> well, uh, Jason, I hate what, what? you. No, seriously. No, seriously, <laughs> congratulations. Man, if you can get yeah. Arch start running uh, and you're blind, uh, man, you, kudos to you. Phew. Because I can't get it to run on my machine. Or it's probably me, but, you know, it, yeah, it is me. 
I'm not going to comment on that, Bill. <laughs> That's a very uh, <laughs> wise decision. <laughs> All right. Well, and that uh, that wraps it up for our emails and voicemails. And are you about to type something into that application pick I section? I am. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's not really an application pick, but it is. Um, it's actually online. It's called Khan Academy. You can learn a bunch of free uh, – take a bunch of free courses, you know, all the way from elementary uh, mathematics, all the way up to calculus. You can learn uh, HTML, CSS. You can learn history. I mean, it's all free forever. And uh, wow, yeah, I thought, and and it runs great on Linux. You know, because it's all in the browser. Uh, if you if you mm-hmm. haven't heard of Khan Academy, go check them out. Um, I think you'd be very pleased because uh, I found a lot of interesting stuff. I'm going through their history part right now. And uh, the the videos and stuff is is pretty good. So yeah, now that's yeah, great. So that is great. Something you can do on Linux that uh, works just pr- fine. And it, it works. It works in Firefox. It works in Chrome. It works uh, in Opera. So yeah, just go ahead and go over there and, and see what they have. You might find something you'd like to learn. Yep, we'll have a link in the show notes to Khan Academy. Once we can figure out how to spell yeah. it, I just, anyway. I just I just I just fixed it. <laughs> oh okay. Yes, you did. Look at that. Wow. <laughs> give me a little give me a little credit. Our next episode, Larry, is online meetings on Linux. Until then, you can go to our website at goinglinux.com for articles and show notes. And as always, you can get links to download and subscribe right there. We are the website for computer users who just want to use Linux to get things done. And if you like, you can participate directly with our friendly and helpful community members by joining the discussion in our Going Linux podcast, Google Plus community. Until next time, thanks for listening. 73. Theme music provided by Mark Blasco at podcastthemes.com.